Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I have a brand new course out that I think you're going to love. If your week feels overbooked every Monday morning, now may be just the right time to transform your calendar so you can feel your best and achieve your ambitious goals. My new 10-episode course helps you maximize your week with practical, actionable, and easy-to-implement time management strategies. Maximize Your Week for Health and Productivity is available now, exclusively on Himalaya Learning. Himalaya Learning is an audio learning platform that provides an extensive library of courses straight to your ears from the world's greatest minds, like Malcolm Gladwell, Tim Ferriss, Seth Godin, and more. To listen to this course and others like it, go to Himalaya.com slash Maximize and enter promo code MAX at checkout to get your first 14 days free. Hope to see you there. I recently found myself overworked to the point that I was dying for not just a day off or even a week, but an entire month. And that's when you know it's time to slow down and change whatever it takes to get back to a healthy rhythm. This is the 5AM Miracle, episode number 379, Five Healthy Habits to Reset Your Overprogrammed Life. Good morning, I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. So a few months ago, I was working on some really fun projects. Uh, a few of those you've heard about on this podcast. One of those is the Himalaya audio course that I just uh, pitched at the top of the episode, uh, as well as some other projects that have been in the works for a long time. Uh, the last year of COVID in 2020, I spent a lot of time in my studio, a lot of time on the website, uh, reprogramming a lot of code, um, rebuilding my entire podcast studio from scratch. Uh, there was a lot of time spent basically alone in my house, uh, thanks to COVID. Uh, that was my new normal. Now, that's not that abnormal for me because for the last six years, I've worked from home. Uh, but last year, really put a pin on that and said, this is my life for a while. And what happened in that season was that I found myself getting really intensely focused, more so than I've done in a long, long time, because I had the time to do so. Without the distraction of places to go or things to do, I was able to really spend a lot of time and energy on a few core projects and give my whole self to those few things. And so I was able to do that. About a year ago, I rebuilt the website and took about three and a half months to do that. Um, then you fast forward a few months and I was working on the podcast studio, rebuilding every single piece of gear from the ground up. Um, now I have a video studio that I'm building as well. And there's all these different components of my, my business that are based upon my home office. And so I knew that there was a lot of work to do. And frankly, in the past, it just was never a high enough priority because I had other things going on, you know, real life pre-COVID. And so once I realized, though, that now I have the opportunity to dig into something at a deeper level, well, why not just do that? Why not give myself the flexibility to say yes to these things that I may not have the time for in the future? And if I devote myself to those, I will have those things completed and then can build upon that foundation for future growth. All of that sounds wonderful on paper, 
But the practical day-to-day reality of the way that I focus is that I am intense. Like You've heard this on the podcast before, that when I'm into things, I am really, really into things, which can backfire in a thousand ways. Um, I've told this story in this podcast before about how I found myself in the emergency room about four years ago because I overworked myself. I burned myself out in a way that I never had done before and thankfully have not done since. However, on that note, I saw those tendencies returning just a few months ago. I saw myself saying yes to a few more things than I probably should have. You know, one thing I focused on a lot in the last couple of years has been what I call a health first approach, which means that my personal health is the first and foremost thing that I give my attention to so that I can truly be at my best every day. Well, during COVID, that was out the window. I basically just, I gained the COVID-19, right? I really, really seriously did. I gained gained weight in a big way last year, and it was not healthy. My habits were bad. My healthy habits were off, and I felt really just not the way that I wanted to feel, but because of the way that I focused so intensely on work, that's what I gave myself to. That was my priority. That was the thing I said yes to. And so a couple of months ago, I saw the signs of that. I saw the overwork, the burnout, the tendency to push too hard. I saw it playing out for myself in real time. And I've had this realization before. I've had these moments, these epiphanies where I, I have that you know moment where I say, okay, this is not working. There's too much on the calendar. There are too many things happening at once for whatever reason, whether it was I said yes and there was a you know an overlap of projects or whatever the case is. You, you, you have that epiphany that says something is wrong and I need to change. And so what I did immediately was I set out a new project to focus on my health. And in this case, the new year just happened to be about a month away. And so I said, once the holidays are over, once we're done with all the you know family activities, once we're ready for the new year, I'm going to slow down because I have to. Because if I don't, something serious could happen again. And I I know this because it actually has happened to me. And because I have that awareness, the obvious nature of where I was was that if I don't change, the inevitable will happen. This is just, it's, it's, it's predictable, right? It's going to be my reality. So it was a struggle though, because for that last month that I still had all this work to do, that I still had other things to complete, it was this real challenge every single day to be in that very clear, like dual nature of knowing that I'm not taking care of myself and still having to push forward on work. And that's tough. It's a tough place to be in when you have a goal that you want to achieve and you frankly just don't have time for it. And you know that if you were to, in my case, if I were to shift and focus on my health prematurely in that case, that the work would then have a consequence. I would miss deadlines. I would have a real kind of price to pay for that trade-off. And so that was also in in my mind was that also can't be how I live going forward. That, that there should never be a trade-off like that. There should never be that case where I have to choose work over health or I have to choose a project or money or whatever the thing is over taking care of my basic needs. And so that was the epiphany for me starting this brand new year was asking these questions of can I find a new rhythm? Can I find a new way to exist that is healthier for me, not just in the here and now, not just the short term, but long term? Where will I be six months from now, six years from now? 
if these healthy habits can not just be part of my life for, let's say, a detox session or one month of focusing on slowing things down, but an entire lifestyle based upon health actually being the first thing that I give myself to every day, knowing that if I'm healthy, I then have the ability to do everything else I want to do within reason. Health being the first priority is the thing that allows everything else to become possible. And then you can go through the process of filtering out which goals are most important, and then you can focus exclusively on those work goals while having the foundation of health that underlies the entire thing. So this was my challenge. How do I rebuild my healthy habits? How do I start from scratch in a way that will sustain me long term? Now, for years in this podcast, I've discussed healthy habits. For years, I have shared strategies and tips and tricks and books to read and documentaries to to watch and just, you you name it, I've interviewed over 200 people on this show in the last seven and a half years who have phenomenal advice. But at some point, too much is too much, right? Like, I'm sure as a listener of this show, you have not heard every single episode. If you have, congrats. I'm very proud of you. But at the same time, that's too much of me, right? That's a lot of information. And so from that perspective, what we're trying to accomplish in this world of of personal growth and personal health and wanting to achieve large lifelong goals is there has to be a balance of inputs that we then can filter and act upon and do so in a way that's sustainable and healthy that never actually creates that scenario of overwhelm that we don't feel kind of mentally overwhelmed with too much information or physically overwhelmed from trying to do 18 things at the same time. These kinds of seasons will happen. It's almost impossible to avoid completely, but the awareness of knowing that this is our nature, or at least it's my nature, to find myself in that position where too much becomes the norm, where too many things are happening too often, and that is my life, I can't accept that. Like that cannot be me in 10 years. And so if I don't want that in 10 years, if I don't want to be that guy in the future, then I have to change who I am today. I have to change my habits today. And if I do so, then I have so much more hope for the future. So many more big goals that I want to achieve all of a sudden become possible. And they're possible just in my mind to envision my future because I don't see those obstacles being there anymore because I overcame them now and have systems in place to overcome them going forward. Not just once again for the short-term detox, let's say, but the long-term habits that sustain me for the rest of my life. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. 
Now, here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. So this episode is not just about, uh, let's say, a new year, new you kind of philosophy. I'm talking about a new you from the ground up, a new you that's based upon the habits that will sustain you for the rest of your life, a perspective shift that changes who you're going to be for the rest of your entire life. I believe that is possible to have those moments where you make a change and that change doesn't fade away. It doesn't have this sense of being some short-term momentum-boosting experience. You go to a conference and Tony Robbins yells at you for three days, and then all of a sudden you feel awesome. Like We're, we're not talking about that. I mean, those are great to go to, don't get me wrong. But that's just the short-term win, and what I want, desperately what I want, is the long-term win. I want to be as excited about my life in 10 years as I am right now. And as I was 10 years ago, if you go back to the beginning of this podcast, you know, episodes like, you know, one through 30 or maybe even one through 100, maybe the level of enthusiasm that I have towards my podcast and my life almost sounds like a, like a character. It sounds like a cartoon show to me. I have, I don't know, like a higher pitched voice or I'm just more enthusiastic, whatever the case is. The me of seven and a half years ago was a very different Jeff Sanders than the me of today. And I think that there's there's so many factors that play into that, but one of them is the fact that seven and a half years ago, my health was a lot more important to me in practice, not just on paper, but in real life, like literally running marathons every weekend kind of health. Like that's who I was. And honestly, I haven't run a marathon since. I, I talk about it a lot in the show I have in the past, but that's not who I am today. It might be in the near future, but this is why it's so important to have the healthy habits as the foundation because it doesn't have to be the old you, the, the current you, and the new you in the future. Those three versions of yourself don't have to be radically different in a bad way. They can be radically different in a good way to see improvement over time, but what I've seen personally with my own health, my own decisions, is that as time progressed, Certain habits just faded and disappeared and have not returned. And as intentional as I want to be about my life, I am victim to my own decisions and impulses and distractions just like anyone else. And so in large part, I do this podcast as a reminder to myself to do the right thing. And I listen to other shows and I read other books and I watch documentaries to remind myself on a consistent basis to go back to being the version of me that I want to be. And honestly, in the last few months, that's not been the case for me. I have not been my best self. I have felt defeated in many ways by my own decisions and my own bad habits. And I can see those things just creeping up and building over time. And then when you think about the future, you think about it from the perspective of, well, how have I felt recently? And if I mapped that out going forward, would my habits compound to the to the point where I'm going to be a better version of myself or worse? In the last few months, the compound effect of my habits would only add up to a disaster. And I could see that train wreck coming. 
And so the awareness of seeing where you have been recently, you can you can see that you can feel it. You know it in your bones if life is going to be better or worse in the future. And if it's not going the way you want it to go, this is the time to shift gears. This is the time to reformulate who you are so you have the confidence to say that, yes, not only will I be as good 10 years from now, I'm going to be better, a lot better. And that kind of confidence is so rare because so many of us face so many challenges that feel overwhelming or we've had problems we've never truly solved, whether in regards to your health, in regards to your career, in regards to your family, there could be problems you literally have never solved. You may have struggled with your weight your entire life. And if you've never had success in that area, seeing hope for the future seems like a a fairy tale versus having had success in the past. And then all you have to do is go back to the way that you did those things before, back to those good habits, back to the older and potentially better version of you and bring those things back to your current reality. Because that's how I feel pretty often, right? Fairly often I feel like, you know, the Jeff Sanders from 10 years ago was a pretty cool Jeff Sanders. He did a lot of cool things. Where have those things gone? Where has that guy gone? And I don't want to feel like, you know, high school or my best years, right? That's not who I want to be. It's not who I am. I don't look backwards and just kind of reminisce I want to look forward and look to the present and be my best self now. Having said all of that, now that I've ranted at you for a while, I want to get to the core of the episode this week, which are the five habits that I have implemented in the last couple of months to reset my overprogrammed life. And if you want to take these things on for yourself to reset your life right now, starting today, you can. Because these are powerful, fundamental habits that can shift who you are, not just in the here and now, but for the long term. And the first habit of these five, no surprise here, reset your sleep cycle. This is the 5A miracle after all, so if you love early mornings or if you hate them, this is the time to reset how you sleep and when you sleep and where you sleep and how your sleep benefits the foundation for your day. This is the one thing for me that I go back to over and over and over again because there is one thing that is true about a 5 a.m. miracle or about an early morning wake-up call, which is that intentionally waking up early is actually miraculous. The name 5 a.m. miracle is not some play on words. I literally mean it's a miracle because when you wake up early and you haven't been doing so, when you get up on time, on purpose, with a plan, it will change your life. It will fundamentally change how you view your time, how you view your bedtime, when you wake up, how you feel, what you do, what you accomplish, and what your long-term goals will be. So if you want to change your life, of all the things I'll say this week, I mean, obviously, a 5 a.m. miracle is pretty awesome. So give that a shot. And yes, if you want more information about that, you can listen to more of this podcast or, of course, get my book with the same title, The 5 a.m. Miracle. Having said that, the real challenge for all of the wake-up calls is always about the bedtime. If you don't go to bed early, 5 a.m. is terrible. We all know this. It's not a surprise. So you have to figure out in the best way for you how to shut down your evenings to go to bed on time. This is the name of the game. It's the thing that will change everything about your day for tomorrow is to go to bed tonight on time on purpose. So that's going to be your goal today. Go to bed tonight. Just relax. Chill, slow down for just a few minutes and rest your eyes. 
And tomorrow morning, you can wake up a few minutes earlier, 15 minutes earlier, and use that time for something you care about. Take 15 minutes and read a book. 15 minutes and do some yoga. 15 minutes and just sit in silence. Whatever the thing is that you need, take that time. And of course, as your time shifts, you can have 30 minutes in the morning or an hour or two hours or whatever the case is for you. And those those moments in the morning can redefine your entire day, redefine your productivity and make you a better version of you. This is extraordinarily important to be able to nail down not just the intentionality of waking up early, but the intentionality of where your priorities are set. Because if you don't have intentionality baked around the times you sleep, there's a very good chance you're not being intentional with what you do in the evenings or what you do in the mornings or the afternoons or the rest of your schedule has more flexibility than is what is actually beneficial for you. Because the more intentional you are, generally speaking, the more productive you are and the more likely your goals are to be achieved. Now, you don't need to be a type A person. That's not required But it's helpful if that's your goal is to get these things really going in a smooth, rhythmic cycle. So tonight, go to bed on time, make it your thing. Healthy habit number two. This is one I've actually stuck to for the last 10 years without fail, which is to drink water first thing in the morning. I love my water. It's the thing that I just look forward to every single morning because I know that I am dehydrated and I know that having that water brings me to life in a way nothing else can. Actual hydration from pure water is a phenomenal thing. Now, in the past, I would do things like drink an entire liter of water first thing in the morning. I don't quite drink that much anymore, but I still drink a decent amount. And the um, more of that water that I get in the morning, the more I'm able to stick to that habit, the more that I can postpone having coffee or extra caffeine, the more that I'm able to then wake up naturally to feel better sooner and to get to my first priority with a more natural enthusiasm for that thing, as opposed to just feeling groggy and waking up slowly. You know, I've discussed before in this podcast that I love the idea of bouncing out of bed with enthusiasm. And that's totally possible, right? If your sleep cycles are set, if your fitness is set, and you wake up and you drink water and you hydrate, you can begin your day actually feeling enthusiastic, and not feeling groggy, and not feeling defeated, and not feeling woeful about what the day will bring, but instead actually feeling like you're excited to begin the day, and you actually want to go to bed as early as possible because you're so excited about the next morning. That's the kind of enthusiasm that I want from my life. I want to look forward to tomorrow so much that I can't wait to get to bed tonight. It's that kind of lifestyle change that I want for my own healthy habits, my own priorities, my own business, my own objectives. And so that's what I'm trying to restructure. And water for me has been an essential component to that because actual true hydration will energize you, honestly, in a way nothing else can. And the third healthy habit to reset your overprogrammed life is to read what you need. You know, personal growth has been an essential core aspect of my life for the last decade. And one of the most important things that I do for my own personal growth is to read amazing books and to do so at just the right time. So there's this concept I discussed years ago in the show called just-in-time learning, and it's one that I have just loved for so long because it really changed the way that I view not just personal growth or reading or being educated on a topic, but to specifically target information that is relevant right here and now. 
which means if you have a goal you're working on right now, a current project, a current focus, something that matters to you, that you are enthusiastic about, that you're focusing on, that you want to see results in, and you want those results now, well, then now is the best time to learn about that topic. An alternative example would be to read a book on a topic that you can't actually act upon for the next few months or years, that you essentially have read the book at the wrong season in your life. That's what I've tried to avoid for so long by simply asking the question, what's going to be the most helpful for me in this current season? Is it my personal finances? Is it my health? Is it my business I'm trying to grow? Like Whatever the thing is you're working on, that's what you learn about in the here and now. And when you do so, when that is your focus, when you wake up and you open a book and you read for 20, 30 minutes in the mornings, and that book is focused exclusively on the topic you're trying to learn about, it can change your life. Because then all of a sudden, you're not reading because someone told you to read. It's not some professor in a classroom who assigned some textbook for you to dig into for an assignment. We're talking about information that you want to consume because it's relevant, it is actionable, it is helpful. It stokes your curiosity, and it makes you want to dig in further. Those are the kinds of reading sessions that I want, and those are the kinds that I get when I have a specific focus for my personal life, for my business, for my family. Whatever the thing is I want to learn about, I find a couple of books that target that topic, and I dig in on those things first thing in the morning. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know, one of the best parts about me shifting my sleep schedule to wake up earlier is it gives me those 30 minutes, that hour of time before my daughter is awake, before my wife is awake, that extra time for me to say, if I have 30 minutes, if I have an hour, what could I do with that time that would change my life or at least change my day? And to answer that question, almost every single time, it's either I'm going for a run or I'm going to read a book. Those two answers are most prevalent for me because those two things change how my day flows. And oftentimes, reading is the first thing I go to because I want the inspiration. I want the creativity. I want the ideas to be flowing. I want to begin the day with some new knowledge that will change my perspective on what it is I'm doing for that very day. And so if you can make reading a core fundamental habit in your life, especially early in the morning, 
that can change how your day flows. Right? Choose the books that are best for what you're working on and move from there. And it only takes 20 or 30 minutes. You don't need to read for three hours. And just that little bit of time can change the way you think on a daily basis. And that will accelerate your growth. It'll accelerate your progress, accelerate your goals being achieved. And ultimately, it will give you the personal growth that you're seeking. And speaking of personal growth, habit number four is a really big one for me in the here and now. This is my current and future focus. Number four is to pause on food. Fasting. That's what this is. This is a pause on consumption of food in a way that ultimately I have never done. I've never been this intentional with holding back on consumption of calories, and it's something that I have talked about on this show recently. I interviewed Dr. Katrina Ubell back on episode number 362, and we discussed intermittent fasting and other types of fasting protocols, and that's a great episode to dig into if you want to learn more about fasting from a doctor who teaches this and does this for a living. Um, Once again, episode 362 of this podcast. There's a lot more to fasting than what we discussed in that episode. And just recently, in the last couple of weeks, I read a book that's called The Complete Guide to Fasting. I'll have a link for that in the show notes this week. This is a great guide if you want to learn more about what fasting actually is fundamentally and to ultimately eat less, lose weight. And for me, the most important aspect is to change your relationship with food. This is it. With healthy habits, one of the most important things that anyone ever thinks about with healthy habits is weight loss. It's like the first thing that we want when we're talking about health is that we don't want to be fat. We don't want to be slow and tired. I've been that guy. In the last year, that's how I would define how I felt. I felt slow. I felt tired. I felt overwhelmed by my own poor habits. And so to a large degree, this was a long time coming for me. This kind of revelation to be opened up to the world of fasting in a way where I'm actually listening now and I'm taking in the information and I'm asking myself, how do I apply this in a new fundamental way to change who I am and how I relate to my food? Because food is the most intimate thing that we have in our lives. It's It's the one thing that we lean on all the time to fuel us, to distract us, to you know provide us with that relief. Food is such a core aspect of who you become. And so if you can change that relationship in a way that's a healthier long-term version of you, it's incredibly powerful. So what I've been doing for the last few months is intermittent fasting. I have held off on eating food until later in the day. And slowly over time, I fast for a little longer each day, and I've already seen results from this. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to give health advice in this show, but I will go into a lot more detail about fasting once I have completed a new plan I have for myself in the next few weeks. I'm going to go into a lot more detail about my own personal experiences, what has actually happened for me. We'll go over the data. We'll look at the whole thing. But one thing I want to mention just for this episode in the context of what it means to have healthier habits and the context of what it means to reshape your overprogrammed life is that one of the best ways to slow down that overprogramming and to reset how you think about your time is to think about where your time is spent with food preparation, consumption of food, cleanup from the food you just ate, money that's spent on food. All of these things are aspects of our lives, and if we can rethink the fundamentals of what that means and change those habits, we can change our entire lives from a variety of perspectives. 
I think there's an enormous potential for fasting. And if you have experience with that, I would love to hear from you. Uh, go ahead and email me, jeff at jeffsanders.com. Um, this is a new one for me. I am learning about this as we speak. This is a very important project for me personally, and one I'll get into a lot more on the show going forward. Uh, but if you have a lot of experience with that and you want to share that with me, I'd be happy to share other links or books or resources or just take your advice. Uh, all those things are great. And if you think that fasting fundamentally sounds like a foreign concept or you think, Jeff, I don't want to stop eating. That sounds bad. <laughs> I hear you. I I'm, I'm there. Uh, my story with food is one of overconsumption for many years that ultimately led to my first kind of personal health revolution back in my mid-20s. And I'm having another one of those now in my mid-30s. I'm re-experiencing that from a whole new way. And that's what I love about personal growth is the opportunity to learn and become someone new again and again, to reintegrate healthy habits, to find new healthy habits, things that can change who we are from the core and bring those things out into our day. Because once again, if health is your first approach, it will change how you accomplish your goals. It will change how you think about yourself and the things you pursue. And if fasting is part of that, that's great. But you want to be able to give yourself the opportunity to think about these things. Which brings me to my final point. Healthy habit number five is to slow down. You know, One of the things that I have noticed just with my own personal experience with intermittent fasting recently is that I have more time on my hands. And I also slowed down my work schedule. I stopped saying yes to new projects and I intentionally gave myself more time to breathe, more time to think, more time to read, more time to paint. If you've seen me on Facebook recently in the last few months, you know that I've been doing some paint by numbers, uh, really kind of just like almost like childlike paintings uh, that I've been doing in my free time because I have found some therapeutic relief in that practice. I've really enjoyed the practice of slowing my life down enough that I can paint a picture and not feel like I'm wasting my time and not feel like I have, I have other more important things that have to be done right now because I don't want to live like that. I don't want to feel like I don't have the chance to breathe. And that to me is one of the most, the biggest changes that I've experienced, uh, not I mean, again and again, but definitely recently is that when I allow myself the opportunity to slow down, to go for a hike in the woods, to go for a walk in my neighborhood, to be able to have those moments where I can just be, it provides so much clarity. It really brings, like, kind of, you know, digs out of me what is most important. I can feel like the priorities in my life become so much more apparent when I allow myself the chance to just stop. And so if you're struggling with priorities, if you're struggling with an overworked schedule, if you feel like things are out of control, that burnout is possible or likely for you, slowing down is not an option. It's going to be forced upon you if you don't do it first. And so that's what we're trying to avoid are obviously the extreme negative consequences of being just on all the time, but also to acknowledge the amazing benefits of when you allow yourself to be off and to do nothing or intentional nothingness, reading, meditation, sleeping, the good things, the things that rejuvenate us, the things that bring us back to life. It's those kinds of practices based in slowness 
that then allow us to actually achieve bigger and better goals long term and to be our best selves 10 years from now, 20 years from now. So I emphasize the slowness angle so much because it is the most important challenge for me personally because I'm terrible at it. (laughs) You've heard this on the show. I am awful when it comes to slowing things down. And so the more that I can beat that drum for myself and then, of course, for you, the more we'll be able to know what we value and give our time and energy and money and resources to what truly matters most. So if slowness is important to you now, lean into that, emphasize that, let it become part of your your rhythm and your nature and the way you flow. And if you want to paint a picture, do it. It's great. It's fun. All right, let's review real quick. The five healthy habits to reset your overprogrammed life. Number one is to reset your sleep cycle, also known as go to bed early tonight. Number two, drink water first thing in the morning. Water's amazing. We all love it. Number three, read the best books for you right now. So go to your local bookstore and buy a great book right now or soon after the episode. Number four, uh, Look into intermittent and extended fasting. There's a lot there to be uh, to be explored, and so definitely make that something that's on your radar for this year. And finally, number five, of course, slow down. So with all those action steps I just gave you to tell you to do stuff, don't do stuff. Right there's the irony for you there. Okay, I hope this was helpful this week. I know this was. Uh, I, I have not done these episodes enough recently. I've done a lot of interviews, and I love doing interviews. It's an amazing guest on this podcast, and those are fun. Uh, but what you're going to hear from me more of this year is more me. So if you like me, you'll like this show more. If you don't, I'll have interviews as well. Don't worry. Those will be mixed in. Uh, but I think that there's a lot to be said about my decision to slow down my life and from a business perspective, how that leads to more creativity and how that leads to more content creation, how that leads to more of what it is that I think that I do best. And so if I if I know that I have those healthy habits in place, I know that the potential long-term for growth in a variety of areas becomes possible. And you're probably going to hear about that on this podcast. Stay tuned. And for that action step this week, don't do anything. No, I might say that. What I am going to say is do something that's going to help you the most with your health. If that means slowing down, then slow down. If that means read a book, then read a book. You know what it is you need. Do that thing. Take that step that's going to allow you to reset your overprogrammed life to make sure that healthy habits are the first thing you care about. And if that's what you do today, this week, in the here and now, you will have that better future that I talked about so strongly before. Your healthy habits define you. Your foundation defines you. So reset those habits and be your best self. For the link this week to the show notes, go to jeffsanders.com slash 379. And that's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast. Until next time, you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen. 
author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.